Welcome to another edition of The Finer Life Show. I'm your host, Greg Hush Williams. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to three female veterans on building resilience after service. We're going to be featuring Chandra Nicole Gore, who's a U.S. Army veteran and an author. We're also going to be featuring Cyrene Renee, who's a U.S. Air Force veteran and a fashion model. And we're also going to be featuring Devaney Shea, who's a U.S. Army veteran and was Miss Maryland for America 2019. Check this episode out. You won't want to miss it. So you kind of talked uh, earlier about how I've uh, done pageantry over the past couple of years and something that is involved with pageantry is, you know, uh, philanthropy. How do you give it back to your community? And uh, in the three years that I've been doing pageantry, I've really focused on um, two areas. It started out with um, homeless veterans, uh, female homeless veterans, actually, with uh, the Miss Veteran America pageant or a competition, they don't like the P word, um, to specifically help female veterans that are experiencing homelessness because it is a population that people kind of don't think about. You know, they think more about, um, you know, Vietnam era or even just like male uh, amputee type of uh, PTSD things, but they don't think about women. And 70% of the women that are veterans that are homeless have children as well. And so it's not just one person that is experiencing it. So um, I'm with several organizations and communities that, you know, help focus and provide awareness and uh, advocate for that. Uh, But I really kind of switched the brand to what I have focused on um, the past four years of my life. And that is... um, animals, animal advocacy, um, plant-based lifestyle, and um, anti-cruel, uh, cruelty-free type of lifestyles. And to be able to build that brand and that community um, to get people to hear you uh, whenever you're doing these things, you know, you need to have a vision, a purpose, um, and, and something that we all here can say that have served is, you know, one of our core things is selfless service, um, doing more for you know, the community and not just for ourselves, you know, and so people that haven't served um, that, you know, want to, to have this type of advocacy and philanthropy, they may uh, go about it a different way because they're thinking of it as a, a, their experience and perspective. But I think that us having the, the service and, you know, our brothers and sisters um, who we've looked after and made sure that we have their back. We, we bring a different approach to philanthropy and advocacy and community to be able to speak to different audiences, um, high and low. And, and that's really important to be able to set that brand apart, to know how to engage in, in you know, a fuller realm of people and an, an audience. And so that's kind of what I've felt I've had success with is being a veteran and doing this uh, has given me a, a, a bigger perspective, um, a selfless heart, uh, good intentions, uh, rugged backbone, maybe if you will, uh, a tenacity that I, I may not have had uh, without my experience. And so I think that that's one of the things that's helped me build a brand, if you will. Uh, for me, I do a lot of um, charity work and work with a lot of different organizations throughout the city and 
DC. I still have a lot of ties down in DC when I was stationed at Andrews and I was a government civilian there for a while also. And um, I can say that I take a little bit of the Air Force with me on every runway behind scenes, on every New York fashion show, especially the ones that I have to be production manager for and uh, production manager for or model coordinator for and still have to put on my heels and shoes and everything else at the same time. People ask me all the time, how can you go from getting these models ready in line with the heels and the hair and the makeup and then you run and you do it and then you're back with a clipboard and you're running around trying to strap somebody's heels and she can't do this because she has one. Let me tell you something. When I hear New York Fashion Week or Fashion Show or Fashion Week Brooklyn, because I'm on the board for that too, I hear chaos. Clear cut, beyond, you see beautiful gliding gazelles and walking and, and, and garments and fashion. We see heels, makeup, hair, someone fell, something ripped, something doesn't fit, something, it is pure catastrophe backstage. I'm the one they call to keep everything in line. Serene, we need you to get out of your model mind and we need you to take care of this. Okay. And I'll do it just like that. And they go, well, how do you do that? Listen, I come from a different world and I come from a world that if my mission didn't complete, people died. So no one's dying backstage. We're good. <laughs> so when I put it like that, they're like, okay, she can be intense, but she has a, she has a point. I take a little bit of me from 2012, from 2009, from 2000, I'm that 18 to 34 year old girl walking, organizing, everything that made me an NCO, I'm still one. Everything that made me an airman, I'm still one. Because I have to have those same values, those same attributes that got me through that gets me through it now it gets me working on my next book it gets me work, writing my next play it gets me doing model calls my my makeup my resume is a mess it just looks it just the hardest thing in the world for me to do recently was create my website because nothing makes sense why do i have five books why am i also mentoring models and authors and entrepreneurs helping them get their brands and things like that all because i understand what mission what to take to complete the mission and how to organize it and organize my time that is what you need for the ba the basis of being an nco in the military i people are like well you don't do that anymore i do it every day <laughs> i juggle every day and on top of that i'm still a mother I'm still a daughter, I'm still a friend, I'm still a colleague, but I can wear all of these hats. And it's funny, I have a speech tomorrow where I'm talking about believing bigger for Women's International, International Women's Day. And I touch on all of these processes because I realized that I wasn't able to use everything that I was fundamentally given when I was in that aspect of government. And because of some health conditions and things like that, my career got cut shorter by five years than I wasn't expecting. I had to flip my, my, my mentality very quickly when I realized that that was it. 
Now, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? So when I, when I, when I decided that I was going to go in the complete opposite direction, I still had to take my entire journey with me. And it was still going to travel with me everywhere I went, whether I'm in six inch stilettos or in combat boots, it's the same woman. So I would say when you're building your brand and you're moving forward in your life and you're going beyond what you think you could ever do, take all those experiences and bring them on with you because you need it. Like I said, I use it all the time. The same attributes, I use them all the time. I still have people that from the military, like, hey, Sarge, I know you don't do this anymore. Yes, I do. What do you need? They can still call on me. I'm still mom to 300 people. I got one biological job. <laughs> so I would say as you move on and as you tra transition, don't forget about it. Don't leave it back there. Bring it on with you, because trust me, you need it. Uh, civilians are not that organized, people. They're really not. They need structure. There's not a lot of structure back there. Trust me. I do models every day. So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do it, Chandra, because you you got stuff to say. I know you do. Wow! 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 That was good, sis. That was really good. Um, yes. So when I think about brand, as a matter of fact, I started branding myself before I even exited the military because God downloaded to me lens of faith and that became my business. That became my brand. That was who I am. Um, so when I think about the word brand, I think about um, being real and never deviating. B-R-A-N-D, being real and never deviating from, from who I am authentically. So for me, building my brand was all about my authenticity of who I am and being able to walk in the fullness of my being, being a black, beautiful, brilliant, bold, business-minded woman of God. How do I embrace that and how do I shine a light on that so that it becomes my brand? Well, I simply um, read some books I got with people that were already branded. I looked to where I wanted to be as far as my brand was concerned. So I thought about the colors. I thought about the name. I thought about the visibility and all of that good stuff. I even got a coach. The coach coached me through the entire process of branding myself. But what was missing that the coach couldn't teach me was who I was authentically. So I brought that to the table of branding. Who am I? So I ask you today, who are you authentically without the uniform, without the fluff, without the lights, without the camera, without the action? Who are you? That has to be clearly defined before you are able to brand you. Okay. And so through my process of branding, becoming Lens of Faith Speaks, Coaching and Consulting, I learned a couple of things. One, was I had to be strategic about my message. Who am I speaking to? Why am I speaking to them? And what problem am I solving? I use those three questions and the answers to those three questions to help my brand come alive. And so now that has taken me to Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Periscope Live. And now I'm going into the TV arena, Roku, Amazon, Forecast, and um, a host of others that I can't name right now because I can't remember everything, Amazon, Prime. Um, but 
this has allowed me to really channel my energy into me because lens of faith is the name, right? But who or what is lens of faith? I am a lens of faith. And you're probably wondering, well, what is that? Lens of Faith is someone that decided to walk out a transparent experience, a journey, um, I must say, living authentically and showing the people, although I've made mistakes, although I've been through so many trials and tribulations from divorce to discrimination to my doctorate, which I'm going through right now, I did not allow anything to stop me. I kept on going. So the lens is what I'm looking through, God's eye to my purpose, to my destiny, so that I can reach where God has already ordained for me to reach. And faith, I walk by faith and not by sight. You know, it's, it's real easy to look at what you see on the in the front of you and get discouraged. Like, oh man, that's too big. I can't jump that hurdle. I can't jump that fence. It's too high. But if you really think about it, if you walk by faith and not by sight, it's believing in something that you cannot see. That is the route that I chose to go because my faith has gotten me to where I am today, leaning not to my own understanding, but trusting God in all my ways. That helped me build the brand of Lens of Faith Speaks. Building resilience, okay? Now, this is going to be a free-for-all. We're going to do something a little different here. I'm going to throw the topic out there. Somebody's going to receive. Somebody's going to pass the ball. Somebody else is going to pass the ball. Everybody should know everybody's name, and we're going to get into it. Building resilience. The, the goal is at least two to three minutes. How did you yourself build resilience post-veteran or during your military career? Go for it. Well, I had to. My, my job made me. I was security forces my entire career. I was active duty for the first four years, took a mommy break and joined the reserves. I thought it was going to be one week and a month, two weeks a year. And that was a lot. I was there all the time. I deployed again while being a mom. That was my first deployment. And there was moments where I would just have to sit down and go, I can do this and I can get home and I can be with my child and I can raise her. And I hadn't been in that predicament where she wasn't there. Like that's, that's my baby. That's my toddler. You know, she's good now. She's 16 years old and, you know, going through the teenage years and it's fun but it was that moment when I look back at that moment where I was deployed to that last that last tour in Iraq I said wow this is a different territory and I don't know if I'm I don't know how can I go these months without my child and and getting that backlash oh you're over there you probably wanted to go over there to make some money no that's my that's my baby so uh I don't know if you all are moms or anything or a parent and had to deal with the deploying factor of leaving a little tot at home. But, you know, those days when I was able to call her and hear that little voice, mom, mom, where are you? And I'm just like, well, eh, it's three in the morning. I'm just trying to get on the right time zone just to wish her good night, you know? So that moment, I would say, kind of shaped me and started allowing me to think further beyond the military because it was something that I really didn't want to go through again and I didn't want to put her through again. I don't know, you know, how about you? Anyone can take it. I'll, I'll go. Um, wow. Being resilient. I come from the hood, okay? The city streets of Chicago, Illinois. So either I was going to live or I was going to die. How about that for resilience, right? So I joined the United States Army where 
everybody thinks that you're going to war all the time and you may get gunned down, you may get shot down, but I want to take you to my home front. Okay. I am the mother of four children. My children allow me to be resilient. I have to get back up no matter how many times I fall down because, oh, I've made plenty of mistakes in my lifetime. I don't know about you all. I don't know a perfect person out there in the world. But every time I make a mistake, I have to get back up because God says we all have fallen short of the glory of God. And so when I fall down, I have to get back up because I have four children that's looking for their mom. I have four children that's depending on their mother to survive. I have four children that says, mommy, what am I going to do? I have to give them an answer. I have to be able to lead and guide my children. So if that's through my own resilience, I want to raise my hand and say, I'll be resilient. And that just means that no matter what comes up against me, no matter what mountain I face, no matter what trial or tribulation or pit life experience I face, the pit produces proper perspective producing power. I'm going to say that again. The pit for me produced proper perspective producing power. And that gave me the ability to get back up on my feet and keep on moving. No matter what knocked me down, no matter what stood in my way, no matter what trial or tribulation I faced, I had to look through the eyes of a resilient person. And that to me is God. God gave me every ability that I have to keep on moving because there was pain. It, there was pain in my purpose. There was purpose in my pain. It goes both ways. I had to understand that everything that I walked through in my life that allowed me to maybe stumble or say, oh, this looks a little bit scary or, oh, I don't know how I can navigate this. It brought purpose out of me and that birthed my resilient energy to keep on moving. It gave me power to overcome every obstacle, everything that I've ever faced, even in basic training. You know how we have to go through the obstacle course. How are we going to navigate this thing? It's all about resilience. Are you going to stay down or are you going to jump every hurdle or ask for your buddy pull me up so I can get you know a little bit higher so I can get over this wall it's all about how you look at things I believe that resilience is all about perspective what are you looking at and how are you going to conquer it all overcome that is a mighty word for every person that must be resilient Sorry, I'm passing it to Devin. No, yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of hard to go after you. So, <laughs> uh, I not nearly as passionately. Uh, we'll just say, you know, um, I guess um, obviously everybody goes through challenges, and um, and you kind of just learn the good ways and the bad ways to handle them. And uh, I learned a couple ways that weren't exactly getting to the goal of where I needed to be, and what really kind of changed that, you know, is, is, um, you know, having my son and then I got divorced and I needed to be able to make sure that I provided for him. And I was just out of fear of not getting, being able to give him everything that he, he needed. And so I just kept trying to build up, build up and get to where I can be to make sure that he has the best life. And then, uh, you know, you align yourself with the right people to, to continue to grow who you are. And, um, I just like, uh, I'm, I'm part of a lot of different organizations and a lot of communities that really want to build each other up rather than, you know, cut each other down. And, 
uh, having those communities help you when you, you know, you need some somebody to lean on or you need a fresh perspective of how to to handle something or feel. Um, for instance, I just had a loss this week and, you know, I had a lot of people rallying to try to make sure that, you know, I was in the right, you know, that I was feeling good and I was feeling uh, cared for and, and help put some things into perspective. So just building that community and having the, the desire to want to keep being better is, and do, doing it all for my son, you know, mostly. So that's kind of where I would consider um, how I've moved into resiliency. Thank you for tuning into the Finer Life Show. Listen, if you want to find us on the web, please check us out at www.mbphikings2017.org. That is www.mbphikings2017.org.